This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. For all, NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. And let's talk about Joe because, like, it's, it, it, he's sort of like Draymond of ownership. Like, he's like a catch-22, right? Like, you need that egotistical side of him, right? And, I mean, if people know anything about venture capitalists, like, this is who they are. They don't get to be in this place without being cutthroat and without extreme confidence in themselves. The same way players have to have extreme confidence. You know, you just have to hope the right person to check Joe Lacob will be in place. And I don't know, I certainly don't think that's gonna be his son. And to clarify, his son is not expected to be the next GM, but his son is expected to get more authority empower within the organization you know and then you have to wonder if you know Mike Dunleavy who is expected to be the successor of Bob Myers is just going to be a yes man you Mm -hmm. know and we don't know we we don't know what it's going to be but Mike Dunleavy leaves a bad taste with the Warriors (laughs) due to his history with them so admittedly so we're not happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. about him being the potential successor but we have to wait and see but I like change I think change is good sometimes and I do think it's a good time for change with the Warriors right um and you know sometimes putting a certain player on a team forces a coach to change their approach right and I think Kerr does need to be pushed a little into changing his approach now, what we don't know with respect to the rest of the, 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 the Warriors is like, is anything going to change about coaching? Kenny Atkinson was up for a few of these jobs, but I don't think he got the main ones. I don't know if he's a finalist for Phoenix. I don't remember. Check that fan. right now. But some of the others have been, you know, the coaching jobs still available on the market are the Suns and Detroit. Is that it? And Toronto. I'm not sure if the Wizards is on the market, but um, oh yeah, I think Doc is going to get Phoenix. I just think it's remarkable. Like, let me tell you something. I think it's remarkable that Doc Rivers has been granted white privilege as a coach. It's it's remarkable. He's been granted KG, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rondo privilege. Nah, bro. This is some next level shit. It's some (laughs) next level shit. The man is objectively not a great coach. He's flawed. I wouldn't say he's not a great coach. 
He's not great. You can't use the word great with him. Solid? Solid. I think he's better than average, for sure. Yeah, to me, he's like in that Steve Kerr realm, but he's had better talent. So people are going to... No, he had, No, Steve Kerr has had better talent, is what I'm saying. So, you know, like, come on, you had Chris Paul. Like, you're not winning with Chris Paul as your guy, right? So... <laughs> You had Chris Paul. You're just not. You're not. It's not yeah. going to happen. They shouldn't have blown a 3-1 lead, but they were not going to win with it being Chris Paul, Blake, and whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, they maybe had, like, one season where they had a shot, but that wasn't a team that was going to, like, they weren't going to do what, like, Steph and the Warriors did, right? Mm-hmm. So that wasn't going to happen. You know, they have a flawed team in Philly. And even still, Philly was never the best team in the East. So... None of us, no matter what Doc did, none of us thought Philly could come out, right? So, like, Doc Rivers could have reached higher ceilings, meaning conference finals, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the the constant blown leads and shit like that is the problem. But that's why I'm saying he's in the same vein as Kerr. The difference is Kerr had better talent to cover his flaws. Doc doesn't, so his flaws aren't covered. But to me, they are coaches that are, like, better than average. They're good. I don't think they're great coaches. I really don't. They're good. I think Steve's a great coach, but. Not a great coach. (laughs) I don't know know how many things we can critique about Kurt, and y'all keep saying he's great. Like, you're not going to be great to me for something you did 10 years ago. Like, if you can never, ever like in the moment, adjust. If you refuse to pay players because of dumb shit, like they dunked in game and taunted because (laughs) you want to fucking teach lessons because you're wedded to this old school pop approach to coaching, which ain't gonna work with Gen Z and all these other fucking people coming. It's just not, it's not. That's true. Like all these things, the y'all credit Steve Kerr for shit that I'm just like, oh, he's good at managing players. It's not even true. Draymond Green tried to fucking fight him. <laughs> tried to fight him. Kevin Durant left because of him. And I'm not saying that Kevin Durant is not, you know, he comes with his own stuff. But like, what is it that he's managing so well? Draymond Green is out of control. And there's nothing they can do about it. So he didn't manage him well, and neither did anyone in the fucking Orioles or, or organization. What the fuck is Steve Kerr great at? What? Tell me the thing <laughs> he is great at. I mean, he's a great defensive coach for sure. That's, I mean, I don't think that. Then why was their hard. defense ass? Because they were tiny this year, and they didn't have any good players outside of their starting five. <laughs> I mean, there's not really much he could do when he when he has no choice I mean, he could have played Kaminga more in the in the playoffs for sure. But as far as the players he trusted, they were just too small to be able to defend at the level they Brad Wanamaker. These are indefensible fucking things. They didn't want to <laughs> make a move this off in the in the um buyout market because tr- Steve Kerr wasn't gonna play the player. That is that is not a great coach. You're not convincing me someone with that many restrictions is a great coach. 
because it has to be my way, only a certain way for it to work. Someone who's great at something is adaptable. They're adaptable. That's true. You, 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 there's, I'm never going to consider anyone great at something if you can only do it one way. If you can only do it one way, then you're great at a specific thing. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just a little less adaptable as far as like how quickly he adapts um, than a guy like Spo. But I do think they're in the what same round. to in his in his coaching? I mean, he's he switched up his defensive um, philosophies and stuff a lot of that last year. Did he or did Mike Brown switch them up? I mean, he was he's the head coach, so yes, but you know I mean? Mike Brown Mike, left. Yeah. Yeah, and their were... defense was notably affected. They also their roster was way worse defensively than than last year too. But my you point get is credit like... for hiring a good staff. That's what I give Steve Kerr for for hiring the right people. But like, come on, that defense was all Mike Brown. That wasn't Steve Kerr. He's I mean, their defense was great before Mike Brown got there too. Yeah, and who did they have before? Ron Adams, also a great defensive mind. It's not like they're just telling him. And he's just like, he has a blank slate and they're just telling him what to do. You know what I mean? No. You got to give him some credit there, in my opinion. Um, I give him credit for hiring the right people. My thing is, if you look at Spo and you look at Kerr, they do a lot of the same stuff as far as the defenses they implement, the offenses they implement. Spo is just more adaptable on the fly than Steve Kerr is. I think that's the biggest difference between those two. And that's what makes Kerr, I mean, Spo arguably a better coach than him and it makes him he also can work with different kinds of players because he's quicker to adapt than steve kerr is where kerr is like well i have my guys and you know i mean if spo had steph and clay and dre he might be married to the same philosophies as well for for extended period of time whereas with spo it's like he's getting different groups of guys every year because his talent pool isn't the same as the warriors yeah but he's not like don't give me this player because you're true about that i mean you were correct like that's what i'm saying it's like come on spo had the heat probably about to get back at a minimum to the eastern conference finals before chris bosh goes down he Mm -hmm. lost he lost LeBron James, like people try to act like, oh, they lost LeBron and just suck. No, they didn't. They, they got, were playing well. They got killed with injuries. Yeah, that usually happens to LeBron teams that he leaves. They get killed with injuries the next season. Right, but they, they, he didn't say, oh, no, LeBron James, we gotta take it in. No, Clay Thompson, we can't do anything. Let's fucking suck for a season. Like, I don't think Kerr did that. I think Joe Lacob did that. I think Joe Lacob did that. And then Kerr, when they finally gave him the free reigns to do what he wants, they won 15 out of 20 to end the season. When they gave him the free reigns? When they said, Wiseman is done for a season, you can't play him. Even if you didn't want to, you can't play him. He said, all right, I'm going to play no, my guys. And they won. Oh, Dad, Wanamaker. Don't fucking tell me Wanamaker that he sucked. He sucked. He did. And he didn't want to let go of him. He kept playing him. What was his other choice, though? Not to play him. <laughs> to put the ball in Steph's hands much earlier. Are we serious? He like he could have done that earlier. There were points that 
that that Wiseman was hurt earlier in the season before they shut him down that Kerr could have done that and he didn't lean into that so don't tell me it's because he then but that was not it because he had opportunities to do that and did not Justin you know damn well he likes having some fucking point guard to sit there and do that old school bullshit style of basketball. He, Nico Mannion, fucking the little short one, evil Steph from last year. This is not about one player. He showed it to us over and over and over again. This is not about, oh, you know, because of wise men he couldn't please. You're not going to post bail for him like that. No, not on my watch. I'm not posting bail. I'm just giving the reality. I'm given the reality that they drafted James Wiseman and they made it a clear point that they wanted to develop him that season, which immediately tanks any type of yeah, ambition but you to think win that games. that was all ownership. But Steve Kerr wanted Wiseman too. He yeah, wanted the big too. And I'm he sure after like he realized he wasn't good, he was probably like, we're not going to win a lot of games this season because this kid is not good. That's why he had, that's why he said they're not chasing wins. And immediately, once Wiseman went down, they started winning at the championship level. But again. not chasing wins tells you from the beginning of the season he was not trying to win, and he did make similar statements about Clay. They he didn't even think they could beat the fucking Celtics last year. There's no way he thought the season without Clay they could really compete, bro. He they were all like. We didn't know Steph would be this good. Come on. That's a fucking fail. The man goes on and says Steph can't be in the same category with Kevin Durant and fucking Kawhi Leonard. And you're telling me this is a great coach who says that about Stephen Curry? The man doesn't even fucking know what he has on his team. <laughs> you know I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been critical with Steve as Did well. Did he not say those things? He did say those things. I don't know I was how critical of be. him. I don't know how good we'd be if we ran a bunch of pick and roll. Like, bro, this is, no, this is not a great coach. <laughs> this is not a great coach. If you want to say he's great at defense, you can say that. I wouldn't. But there's no way you can call this man a great coach. I just disagree on that. He's not He's not without flaws. He has major flaws, just like every coach does. But Great, great, no, great, great people don't have major flaws. They have like, okay, a thing or two that's like, okay, this is their weakness. He has major flaws. Flaws, in my opinion, that have cost them. You put fucking Azili in a fucking game seven? <laughs> Why? We both agree he's extended series longer than they needed to go. Which ones are we talking about? That they've played. Right? Not going small early enough in series. Right, stick. This all goes back to adaptability, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying the result was, why didn't you just do this sooner? Why, whether it's put the ball in Steph's hands, whether it's go small, whether it's whatever he did, like even if you put that in the vein of being, you know, not adapting, what was the result of that not adapting? What did it cost the Warriors? See, ultimately, what everyone does is they look at the results and say, oh, but he won. Yeah, but the fucking process to get there was flawed. Potentially. Not potentially, it was. I mean, if if he, you play an extra game because you don't want to play Steph Curry an extra five minutes and now the series goes longer. That's a bad decision. That's a bad decision, for sure. Right. It's not potentially. We have no, examples of this. And there's no coach in the history of the NBA that's like a perfect slate, never makes bad decisions ever. 
He makes them regularly, though. <laughs> like, Pop, he said, and then doesn't own them. Pop said, yeah, I shouldn't have taken Tim Duncan out of the game. <laughs> right? In game six. Owned it. Done. Mm-hmm. That's it. Owned it. He never made that bullshit mistake again. Didn't do it again. We don't see the same shit over and over and over again. Nah. Not great. Not great. I'm sorry. I will die on this hill. I will actually fight Justin over this, but Justin doesn't fight women, so we won't fight, but, like, I would fight. (laughs) I would. I would. But we'll move on. I, res- I, in fact, no, because I respect Justin. I respect respectfully disagree, but I really, really like disagree, like disrespectfully, but not disrespecting you. Just disrespectfully disagree. <laughs> well, can't agree on everything. We actually don't agree a lot on a lot more these days than 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 otherwise because because we disagree very much so on the heat. And the Nuggets, <laughs> key players, what that series is going to look like. And, you know, I don't like to doubt and question Justin because he has way more basketball knowledge than me. Like, just superior. But I don't agree with him, y'all. I don't. <laughs> on, the, on the finals appearance? I mean, on the finals preview? I mean, yeah. I mean, is there any more we have to say about the Warriors? I mean, we both look forward to the offseason. Mm-hmm. Do we think Jordan is getting traded? Eventually, yeah. Eventually, meaning it may not happen in the offseason, but in season? Yeah. I do not think he will be a warrior by the end of next season. So it, it's always been a warrior's thing not to do trades midseason. And I don't know if that will continue with the new GM, but I just feel like if they're going to bring someone else in that's new, and they have title aspirations, the earlier you do that, the better. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the last two, uh, two of the last three seasons they have, 2020, they got Wiggins. 2021, they stayed past. Yeah, but not in years where they were actually planning to compete. True. Well, last year they planned on it and then it didn't go that way. And then they pivoted and kind of just said, okay, we'll just take Gary back instead of, you know, for Wiseman. So you, I don't know. And Gary was also a player, though, that's already been on the team, though. For sure. So it's like a different thing. But in a year where, like, they're planning to compete and have to integrate, we saw just what happened with the Suns. I mean, can we think of a team that made, like, that many changes and went all the way or a key change like that and then went on to win it all? I think the Rockets did that one year. That was just, like, a such an anomaly, though. It doesn't happen really ever you know, so we'll see. Yeah, I mean, the question is sort of, I guess, what the deal would be on the table, right? And if waiting gets you a better deal, and a lot of that is dependent on contracts and 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 things like that. So, look, the the the, the Celtics just ended or got eliminated from their series. Very weird series. Don't need to get back into it, but. Heat go up 3-0, then lose the next three. Thought the Celtics had a chance to complete history. Um, didn't happen. But what a crazy-ass series. Um, 
but Jalen Brown is the name that everyone is talking about, you know? Um, I don't know. I think Jalen Brown is a conversation for another day in terms of if he may fit with the Warriors and what that would look like. But, but, um, you know, we don't know if he's going to be traded. We know that he's eligible for like super max money. And that's a question Boston has to answer. My guess is that they won't pay him the super max, <laughs> but um, that they will try to extend him. Boston's the only team that can pay that for him to him though. So it's like, if they don't want to give it to him, that may be enough to just gruntle him to leave, but it's not like holding out for that is going to be any better because if they don't want to pay it, you're, he's not getting that anywhere else. But if he's not getting it, that might be enough to make him say, well, trade me because if you don't, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm you know, in free agency, right? So, um, and then in that case, it's going to be more incentive for Boston to try to like trade him earlier, I suppose, because, you know, his he has less value <laughs> the less time that's left on his deal. Also a reason to maybe sign him and then have more, you know. So I think Boston has interesting decisions. They're also a team like the Warriors, that will be affected by the CBA rules. So people have all of their eyes on, on Boston. But you've pointed out teams like Orlando, Toronto is another team that people are talking about a lot in terms of having assets that mm-hmm. the Warriors may want to trade for. We've heard OG. We've heard Pascal. Um, some people have brought up Chicago, you know, um, with Zach Levine. So, you know, I think once we get like, it's sort of hard because right now this is all just like speculation. So mm-hmm. I think when we have like more to go on, we can do a deep dive into players, fits, who the Warriors should potentially pursue, you know, things like that. But right now we don't know. Right. We we have no clue. It's all- we have no clue. But I I do think some kind of trade is going to happen. And who knows? It may not be Jordan Poole. It just feels like Jordan Poole is the most likely. And we did talk about that at length. And not just because of his contract or his value, but because I don't know if the Draymond and Poole situation is really going to be better ever. (laughs) Right. Enough to make it really good vibes on the team. Right. Right. And yes, there are players who play together that don't like each other, but they don't all experience public Mm -hmm. fights like this where the world is able to see and, you know, all the other stuff that comes with it. So I just I don't know. I don't think it's happening. I don't either. Like you said, you don't really see that happen a lot and you don't see it with two players who are such a big age difference. Um, So in normal circumstances where Draymond can kind of be like that older brother mentor type of guy holding Jordan accountable. That dynamic is likely gone at this point. We've seen different clips throughout the season of Draymond trying to talk to Jordan. He kind of brushes it off or, you know, it's just not the same. Whereas in 2022, there's other clips of Draymond, like really getting into Jordan, holding him accountable defensively and Jordan just taking it all in and accepting it. So if that isn't there, it's just not likely that, the team itself and Jordan as a player will be able to perform at his highest level, you know, for them to be able to, you know, make it good vibes and and go for a championship again. So 
it's unfortunate, but it's just, it is what it is at this point. Yeah, but I also think the other thing to be said is like, Draymond's leadership style may not work for everyone. And I think the Warriors need to learn to accept that, you know, and deal with that. Like, I think I do. And I don't say this just because of like basketball. I say this in every aspect of the world, you know, businesses have to change because of new generations and the old ways of leading, the old ways of talking to people, those kinds of, they don't fly. (laughs) they don't fly I deal with it in the workplace now with people under me like that like tough love and I'm not saying you can't have it and that it doesn't work on some people what I'm saying is it's not universal across the board but less and less so with generations we're seeing you know I thought the um the quotes from Jordan where he's just like I mean if you have to always yell to get your point across you know like those to me like yes there's stuff between him and Dre but like one of the reasons it was said that like you know no one thought anything of it when they were first going back and forth is because that's what Dre and 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 Jordan do but I guess my point there is that maybe Jordan never appreciated that ever you know what I'm saying like there becomes a point where it's just like that shit wears on you and you don't want to keep hearing it and I think there's like a mentality with I don't know within the Warriors, but I know amongst the fan base, like, you know, like Jordan needs to just humble himself and take it. But I am a firm believer, personally, I am. And I'm saying this as someone who struggles with tone and can be like a Draymond, that you have to know how to like switch up your message and deliver things um, in a different way to be effective. Um, and Roz had reported earlier you know, that a lot of the young players, like they're told to look at Draymond as a leader, but they don't know why, right? And I I think that kind of stuff matters moving forward while you're transitioning. Cause like, yeah, he's gonna still be on the team, but like you have to have team harmony and team unity. And that there has to be some acknowledgement on like Draymond's impact on that, you know? There has to be. And um you know, that's why I also think about what players you're going to bring in, right? Because, you know, people talk about someone like a Jalen Brown. He just doesn't strike me as someone <laughs> who's going to, like, tolerate mm-hmm. <laughs> Draymond shit. They've already had, like, back and forth before in the media. Like, Dre's like, oh, I know we got in their head. And he's like, he sounds stupid or, like, whatever. I don't want to misquote Jalen, but I remember, mm-hmm. like, I just... Right. But if you bring in someone like Jalen, he's going like, even if he's new, he's going to be a big piece to what they're going to try to do. They got into it in the finals. Right. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that players can't put things behind them. That's not what I mean. But I'm just saying certain personalities. Right. Like even Katie, Katie, you know, Draymond in his face, like yelling at him. Not every star Mm -hmm. is going to like be okay with that, you know? Yeah. They're just not, and none of those players are on the level of KD, but I'm just saying, just not all personalities are going to be welcome to that. That's true. That's true. I mean, I guess throughout the years, it's kind of where Steph steps in is the kind of like the opposite of that. And, you know, like I said, we've seen clips this year where like I said, Draymond will say something to Jordan. Jordan will brush it off, but Steph will come right back o- over after Draymond and 
deliver the message in his way and it'll be much better received. Um, so, you know, it's just, it's another one of those things that Steph kind of got to clean up. <laughs> you know, he kind of has to put out a bunch of fires for the team. And that's just been his role in addition to all his, all the load that he has to carry throughout all these years. And I guess it's just, you know, the reality of the team as it's currently constructed. Mm-hmm. A reality that Draymond made and makes yeah. harder. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what um, the approach will be. And also, like, Draymond had a really great relationship with Bob Myers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he got a great relationship with Dunleavy. And I, the reason I bring that up is because, like, it matters. It matters because if he doesn't view Draymond as needed or as favorably, right? Like, Lacob, Lacob does love Dre. I would actually say that might be one of his saving graces, that, like, Lacob is so into him. Because, <laughs> um, you know, when everything happened with Jordan, like, the feeling among the organization, it wasn't like just players or young players, like he's worn on a lot of people within the organization from top to bottom. And so you just don't know, like, I guess my point is that when you have that good, when you have that goodwill built up with someone like a Myers or someone who's like, goes back with you, Bob drafted Draymond, right? So mm-hmm. you might have a longer rope with him than you might someone else. That That's all I'm saying. And so I, I think, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see. But I, I do think, I don't think Poole and Dre can coexist. And like we've already discussed, you can go back and check out the last ap- episode. I think because of that, that means Jordan will be traded, which I think is unfortunate, but we're not going to go back through that. But I do think the Warriors do have to like get a handle on Andre. I do. Like, I don't think he can just keep going on the way that he is. Allowing him to go on the way that he is, is, is why a punch even happened to begin with. Yeah. You just hope that he gained some insight from that situation in order to like, make sure internally that he doesn't get to that point ever again. Um, But like, you never know with him. <laughs> Because we we've had situations like this before with him, and you know he's the next thing came up, and then the next thing came up. So, yeah. I mean, how remarkable is it that did you see that Twitter video where I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was ninety five point seven the game. Um, they had like an event or something. They were somewhere, and they were like. Show of hands of like who wants Draymond to stay and who wants him to go. Did you see that? No. Oh, yeah. They were like in a room. It was like two of the hosts from one of the shows. And um, it was like kind of like a clapometer or a loud, you know, one of those noise, like not like a scientific survey, mm-hmm. but like, so people were like, yeah, it was kind of like lukewarm, you know. Or maybe a little louder than that. It wasn't in the room. But then when it was like, who thinks Draymond Dream should be traded or go? They were hella loud. 
and that's like in the bay you know that's what i'm saying that's not like us here you know mm -hmm. that's like people in the bay and like they were even talking about it, like how they were just shocked they that's couldn't cool. believe it but i i think that's representative of the divide and how people feel about Dre at this point. I don't think it's just fans. I think the org, I think that's top to bottom, you know, mm -hmm. like how people feel. He's a very polarizing player, both on the court and off the court. So it's not really surprising that that's kind of the sentiment around him and whether or not he should be on the team. Yeah, but I just don't think a few years ago you would have had like a big round like that from like the Bay. <laughs> right. about Draymond leaving, you know? And, like, to me, that's, you know, that's crazy to me when you think of all he has contributed, right? You know, that people could feel that way about you. If you would have asked me four years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? You like, much, You pretty much got to go out of your way to turn people off of you like that. And he essentially has done that, you know, with, you know, the whole podcast and just loving LeBron and clutch and all of that stuff. That's definitely turned a lot of people off. And it just seems like he isn't, he's so different from what he was in the early years of their dynasty, where he was pretty much given the F you to anybody that wasn't a warrior. Now he's very much embraced the clutch Turner volume, all those different things much more. And it's almost like he's putting the warriors to the side while he's you know what i'm saying this is my this is my job but this is what i love to do <laughs> and that is like it, it's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way um and then you know on the court he's still a very effective player but he's not, he's not in his prime anymore so a lot of a lot of people just are kind of turned off from him in that front as well so it's, it's surprising like you said looking back like four or five years ago if you would ask yourself would this be the case you would definitely say no but after experiencing it, it's like, yeah, I'm not really surprised people want him to go. <laughs> Some people want him to go.